Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Benny, it's a little bit gray out there. I've got a little fog in my throat. That's okay. Just push it away with your good vibes. Push it away with good vibes. I'll just do a little tone. There we go. Mm. (laughs) I feel it working already. Yeah, we'll work it. We'll work it. Anyway, um, I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 26 years. And we're, we are up and running and, and uh, whew, yeah, exciting stuff. There's always good things going on. Uh, this coming Saturday, which is the day after tomorrow, which is May 22nd, I have my monthly class for women called Temple of the Divine Feminine. And we're doing it via Zoom and we're having a wonderful time. It's kind of... Uh, Kind of a check-in, a monthly check-in for women, kind of a support thing. And we share a lot from our hearts. It's it's really, it's fun. Uh, sometimes we cry, we laugh. And uh, please join us if you'd like to be a part of that. Anybody can come in. You can sign up for everything at schedule.reikioasis.com and, um, and do check it out. Like I say, if you want to get into a little support group, it's good. Also, every Sunday at 11 a.m., I have a Sunday meditation with Loretta, and it's really just to help you reset yourself, come into a centered place, and I don't know, lean back, relax, let the energy come, and um, once again, it's just kind of a reset, a place to check in. Uh, It is 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you cannot join us at that time, sign up, and I will send you a recording of the meditation. And you can listen to it anytime that you want. And then I also have a Reiki One class coming up Saturday, June 5th. And if you're interested in learning the wonderful, gentle art of Reiki, uh, sign up. We are going to be able to meet in person in a very limited number. And we will be socially distancing and doing all of the right stuff. So I only can take five people. instead of 30. So that's how that goes. And if you want to be a part of it, don't don't hesitate. Do uh, sign up now. And then a big shout out. I am a listener supported show to my patrons. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, whether it's $1 or, or whatever. Uh, it is greatly appreciated. It helps keep us on the air. You can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown show and become a part of our group. Now, uh, I'm going to do a little astrology check-in, but I'm not going to take a whole lot of time because I've got a great guest, and I can't wait to get her on the show. We have so many wonderful things to talk about, and it's very timely. So we are, today is May 20, and we're entering Gemini season for all my Gemini friends out there. And uh, Gemini season is going to bring three retrogrades. Retrogrades are are just planets looking like they're going backwards in the sky, but they don't actually go backwards, just letting you know. (laughs) They just look like it. And anytime there's a retrograde, it's an opportunity to revisit something. So don't give retrogrades such a bad name. You know, we like to move forward, but mm, we like to pause and go, "Mm, what about that thing? Maybe I didn't quite get that done, right? So three retrogrades are going to be coming up, and uh, we also have a super blood moon eclipse. Sounds scary, but it's going to be good. It's a solar eclipse, and we have the second of three Saturn-Uranus squares, which are really kind of overriding the year, and they're very powerful. 
So Saturn is that planet, planet of kind of restriction and, and Uranus wants to break free. And so there's this clanging of the planets. They're just like, are we going to, are we going to be all boxed up or are we going to break free? What are we going to do? Uh, right. So there's that tension. I think it's a really great tension, especially coming out of this past year. Everybody's like, like horses in the, like, come on, let us out. We're ready to race now, you know? And then some of them are like, I forgot how to race. What do I do now? Right. So uh, good energies. Gemini is represented by the twins. One twin is mortal and the other is immortal. And it is this dual perspective that we can all harness during Gemini season. We can keep our mind focused on the here and the now and the everyday life we lead, but we can also allow our mind to expand into higher realms and tap into a wisdom that is not from this world. The eclipse energy that is uh, an offer to us throughout the season serves as a bridge, guiding us from one state of consciousness to the next. This could bring some opportunities for spiritual growth and to level up on our soul mission, which always manifests itself in our external world. The internal world and the external have a tendency to mirror each other. So stay closely connected to your inner world because it's going to be guiding you very strongly right now. Today, like I said, the sun enters Gemini, which also coincides with the peak of the Pleiades portal. The Pleiades is a star system out there, right? A lot of people uh, believe that the Pleiades is home to an advanced race of beings who uh, say, many people say they are bringing us wisdom. And whether you believe that or not, I always take advantage of these things to open myself up to my own higher wisdom, my higher guidance, my higher self. On Sunday, May 23rd, Saturn enters its annual retrograde and encourages us to revisit events that began in September of 2020. Mm, what was going on back then? And reflect on the decisions we have made and what we need to take responsibility for. Saturn retrograde is a time of practicing patience and taking ownership in our actions. <gasps> I don't want to be an adult today, Loretta. What are you telling me? So if you have things to resolve, be patient. You might find Saturn retrograde brings more information to the surface. And then, like I said, we're heading into a super blood full moon eclipse in Sagittarius. That happens May 26th next Wednesday. It's both a super moon and a total lunar eclipse. What? A super moon, meaning it's close to the Earth. A total lunar eclipse, which is an eclipse of the moon. And um, it's going to be a strong energy. So whenever we have a total lunar eclipse, the moon develops a reddish hue, which is why it's referred to as a blood moon. And total lunar eclipses are a time of great change and transformation. They're a great time to look in, in, right? What's going on in there? So we might feel ourselves moving through a symbolic process of death and rebirth, or we may find sudden changes taking place that we have to adapt and grow with. And as the eclipse falls in Sagittarius, we might find new wisdom, yay, or even secrets coming to the surface. Be careful of those. But some of them might be good, right? Like the treasure, right? 
calling the treasure that requires us to evolve or change our approach. And even though this eclipse energy can be intense and definitely stir our deeper, darker emotions, there's also gentle and supportive energy flowing in. So powerful things coming up. Um, I always kind of think of Gemini as, you know, that is the twins and the light and the dark. And, and it's a good time to kind of kind of look inside, especially about your thoughts, because it's an air sign. So many of you out there have expressed to me that you're having a restlessness or a desire to do something different. A lot of people are what I call migrating, moving out of the area, moving to other areas. And we always have lots of people coming into the greater Seattle area. But there's been something going on this year. It's a kind of a calling of the heart. And so I'm really, I think it's very timely for my guest. My guest this week is Sybil Chavez. She's the chief business officer of Sounds True's business to consumer division and a board member of the Sounds True Foundation. And like many people, Sybil worked overtime to create the good life. After a successful career as a lawyer in a large Atlanta firm, and then as a VP of one of the top multicultural advertising agencies, Sybil caught her breath and jumped. And she left her dream job behind to pursue a life of greater clarity and purpose. And today we're gonna to talk about that decision, where it has led her and what she's doing now. Welcome to the show, Sybil, it's great to have you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for that introduction. Yeah, you came riding right in on the astrological energy today. I, I see it. <laughs> Is that right? Okay, good, good. You can continue to guide me. I love that energy. It's helpful. <laughs> you know, um, I was taking a look at your life story and there's just so much in there. And and it's like I, wa I want to lay some foundation for the listeners so that they kind of know who you are. So mm -hmm. You, yeah, you went through all of this to get into this law firm and have a dream job. Uh, first of all, tell us what led you to get into that. And then, of course, we're going to talk about that leap of faith, courage, or insanity. <laughs> right? All, or all three, right? <laughs> it could be. I think it's all three. Right. But tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you end up going to law school? It's so interesting because from the time I was seven, I wanted to be a lawyer. And I don't know why. I was like, I watch people's court. I don't know, too much television. I just always had in my mind, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. And then I just, you know, really buckled down, studied, worked hard. I was just driven toward that. And then I got to being a lawyer and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm really meant to be a lawyer. <laughs> and that, that was the daunting first feeling I had within that something was a little off. What made you, what made you question it? I just felt at the law firm, I felt like a fish out of water. Yeah. I mean, and I admire lawyers. I work with many lawyers, even to this day, I've learned so much from being a lawyer it just wasn't for me, I, but I could see how in many ways, a lot of the skills, the analytical skills, the, you know, just the perseverance, working hard, helping people, helping your clients, solving problems. There were parts of it that I really, really resonated with. It was just 
the way that it was, the container it was in, wasn't my container. I um, I think that's very well said. And, you know, you were a lawyer for like 20 years or something. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a long time to be a fish out of water. It is. It is. I mean, in many ways, I still practice a little bit of law just in my role and what I do at Sounds True. But, you know, 90% of my time, I'm just doing stuff that is totally <laughs> has nothing to do with with the law or anything that I learned in school. So tell us a little bit about what happened when you decided to leave that dream job, because, um, you know, my experience with people and even myself is that it gets to this point of, I can't do this anymore. All right. So can you tell us about that and, and what happened? No, it definitely did. And I, in addition to just feeling like something was off, I had this uncertainty and I, and curiosity. And I had been deep, you know, on the spiritual journey, if you will. And I've been reading all these spiritual texts and just really trying to do a lot of self-reflection. And at the time too, my husband, who also was an attorney, we met in law school, he was going through that same inquiry, you know, and it's like, it, there's just something is missing. And it was so hard to put our fingers on, but we both knew that there was something off. And so it was first just began with this feeling that we both shared. And then I started getting signs uh, because I had so much fear, you know, everything I had been trained to do, you know, I paid off my student loans. <laughs> we built these big careers. We had, I had family responsibilities. Like I had done everything that I was told I was supposed to do but I didn't feel like I thought I was supposed to feel. And so in addition to that feeling, I also just could see signs popping up around me, little signs, big signs that, you know, I'm going to have to change something about this experience. Um, I, I'm really, number one, I'm really relating to what you're saying. And I know that the listeners are too. this here. You've done this amazing thing, really, right? Like, law school is not easy and, and practicing laws, not for the faint of heart, shall we put, say. And I find it curious that both you and your husband were coming to this point pretty much at the same time uh, where you're, you're feeling maybe a little bit hollow or you're doing all of this stuff, you're getting up and you're going through it. But at the end of the day, something is missing. Um, you probably, you know, in your life now have kind of figured out what that was that was missing. Sure. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. I, I want to pause for a moment because you said signs started to come. Mm -hmm. Like, like big signs on the wall. Like silly <laughs> big signs on the wall. And yeah, I mean, and the, so that's the first. And like you said, my husband and I were going through this inquiry at the same time, which was actually good because I, we could support each other because there's so much uncertainty. And you're like, am I crazy? <laughs> is this like, what is going on? But the fact that we shared this same hollowness, as you said, was something that we knew, okay, this isn't just me. And so we were able to talk each other through it and explore it and try to figure out what we were gonna do. And my husband was committed. Like, he's like, we have, like, we just have to do something else. We have to, I mean, I'll never forget. We're sitting on the couch one night. He's like, we just, this, we know there's something off. 
like we're responsible. We have these savings. Like we just have to do it. We've got to quit our jobs. <laughs> I was like, I, Rob, this is crazy. Who does this? Like we're lawyers. We're lawyers. Like we're risk averse. Remember by trade, by design. I can't do it. I can't do it. And so I'm like, I know we've been talking about it, but I just can't do it. So that's the first sign. The second sign, though, is shortly thereafter, I go on a business trip. Mm-hmm. And I could have stayed at any hotel, anywhere in the world. I mean, anywhere in Chicago, I should say. I was on a business trip to Chicago. And I just chose one randomly. I'm on a business trip. So I'm like, I'm only here for a couple of days. But I have all this indecision. Like, do I quit my job? Do I stay? Is this time to take a leap of faith? What is a leap of faith? How does one take a leap of faith? You know, I just, I don't know. I have so much uncertainty. I walk into my hotel room and there is a huge sign, Loretta, a literal huge sign (laughs) that says life is about creating yourself. And I'm like, (laughs) the universe is like, look, this girl is not getting it. So I'm going to put a huge sign (laughs) right in front of her. And I knew, I mean, it was, it wasn't even about really what the sign said. It was how I felt you know, that inner wisdom that you were touching on. I could just feel it. It rose to the surface and it overshadowed or over, I should say, it made all the fears small for a couple moments, (laughs) but enough moments to have clarity. And I just cried. I was in that hotel room on the edge of my bed, looking at that sign and I was crying because I knew, I said, I have to quit my job. You know, it's one thing to read all these great books about taking leaps of faith and all the spirituality about sitting in uncertainty and wisdom flowing from there. And it's another thing to actually believe it and live it. Yeah. And I came home from that trip and Rob and I quit our jobs on the same day. It's uh, yeah, you guys are crazy. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. You know, we, we talk a lot about, um, you know, like you say, it's, it's, it's woven into the language, a leap of faith, right? A leap of faith. But, you know, I was talking to somebody recently about faith or, you know, in my Vedic chanting practice, we call it shraddha, which is a little bit indefinable, but it's this, like the sun rising every day is faith, right? The moon Mm -hmm. coming up, right? The stars, right? So this, this like blind faith, okay, we're going to, we're going to jump off this cliff and hopefully we've got a parachute or something. Right. Right. And, and that's just, to me, it's most, it's astronomical. And especially that you both did it at the same time. And you said, okay, we're just going to pull the plug and do this. Um, When you both quit your jobs, did you have any idea what you were going to be doing? Well, Rob wanted to be a TV and film writer And so he was just, we need to move to Southern California. (laughs) That was like basically, okay, take it one step at a time. And he started writing and just really trying to break into a whole new network of people. And I knew that I wanted to work in the social good space or the spiritual industry and wanted to bring all of the great things that I learned in corporate America and bring them to like social good space to serve. I wanted to serve and I wanted to use everything that I had been building to do that. 
So that those were my cues. I like to say I had like a picture frame and there were things that were outlined. And I knew that I just had to sit in uncertainty, use my wisdom, really start strengthening my ability to do that. And more answers would come. I am. Um, and it, it, this was at least 10 years ago that this happened. What, when did yes. you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's been 10 years now. Yeah, It's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. It really is until you said that, but yes, it's been 10 years. Um, this call to serve, I, uh, I, I hear that, like I, my ears picked up when you said it. Um, you know, my listeners are all kind of tuned into, you know, different frequencies and wavelengths, but we've talked a lot about the age of Aquarius and we're mm. in it. And the difference of this time that we're in is that we are all being called to serve and it's coming from our intuitive heart. Like we were born with some sort of a internal guidance system and now it's activating in all of us. And many people are finding that what they are doing, it, like someone said to me yesterday, she, she said, Loretta, I just get up and I go and I go to work and I come home and my life is good, but it's just hollow. Like, right. is this all there is, right? And, and if, this, if this isn't all there is, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, I don't even know. So that, that ability of yours to sit in the uncertainty is remarkable, you know, and let it, and let it come. Mm. Right? Well, I mean, I thank you for that. And as I'm sure you know, it was really, really hard. <laughs> uh, it was one of the hardest, best practices of my life yeah. that I continue to do. And I feel like I've gotten better and better at sitting in the uncertainty and just want to acknowledge, you know, how much fear I had. So I never, like when I'm speaking to folks, I don't ever want to, it to be misunderstood that I was just like fearless and sit, you know, sitting in uncertainty. And no, I was scared. I was scared and sitting in uncertainty. And, you know, we had just moved to Southern California and I was so used to like the shortcuts of my label. Oh, I'm civil. I'm a lawyer. I do, you know, I work here, I do that. This is what I do with my life. And when I had shaken all of that up and had decided I'm going to figure this out one step at a time right? and sit in uncertainty, I didn't have an answer to like basic questions that people would ask me. And that was daunting. Like, what do you do? You, uh, I sit in uncertainty. <laughs> but, and so every moment of the day was a, I say a possibility to practice and it was my choice. Am I going to practice? Am I gonna to choose to sit in this fear and this uncertainty and see if I can reconcile it and find some wisdom in it and work through it and release whatever is within me that's trying to release so I can deepen into my strength right. or am I just gonna freak out? <laughs> and there were some moments where I would just freak out but I had more moments of the day where I chose to sit and overcome the fear. I love what you said so much because it's absolutely to the point and it's at the absolute living level of life. Um, years ago, I, I left the corporate world and do, it became a woo-woo queen, right? And I still remember when people would say, you're doing what? What, what are you doing? What is that, right? And um, also this redefinition of the self to 
where, yeah, we do in our, uh, have this way of saying, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so and I'm, I'm, you know, this high powered attorney or whatever the heck it is. And when you can't say that and people say, well, what are you doing? And like you say, I'm sitting in uncertainty. That's what I'm doing, right? Like people look at you like you're crazy. But I think that it really gives a person an opportunity to find out who they really are. Mm-hmm. And and when you're guided from that different place, which I know you are because you're doing what you're meant to do on planet Earth right now, it's real clear, um, you know, because you radiate it, right? It's radiant. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean it. Uh, but I'm also being with where many people listening are, which is right at that point of change. Uh, when you told uh, people <laughs> that you and your husband quit your jobs. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially like the people we were around were deep in corporate America and, you know, not necessarily deep in spirituality. So, or just on different journeys, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, just, at a different place. And so what we would say did not translate (laughs) to the people, the majority of people around us. And I mean, luckily I had been, you know, a student of Eckhart Tolle and really deep in his teachings and going to a lot of events and community and actually had been a a customer of Sounds True where I work now. And so I had a little community that was emerging, if you will, and mostly I just had my inner guidance and I just just would sit in that. And I knew eventually I would figure something out. You know, I, I like what you said too, that that practice is still a part of your practice. It is. Yeah. It is. I think it's one of the greatest lessons I learned because I thought I'm like, okay, I'm going to get through this patch of uncertainty figure out how to serve and like use my corporate skills and do social good. Like everything that I get to do, it sounds true with all the great authors and wisdom leaders and programs that we're doing. Like, it's just right at my sweet spot, (laughs) but I didn't know that there was going to be more and more uncertainty to dive into. I thought I was letting go of uncertainty. And now I realized I was actually building this capacity to sit in it and to find wisdom from it and to then make decisions, get stronger, work through, you know, a lot. This has obviously been like, I'm a black woman. This has been a a really challenging year as all of the transformation has been going on with social justice and all of the issues and just my friends and my community and being able to sit in that uncertainty as there's so much healing going there for my community, for myself. So this capacity of uncertainty has evaded all areas of my life in a way that, in all honesty, has deepened me into my connection with myself, my wisdom, you know, the power that can flow from that, that can heal, that can help me figure out my next steps. It was much larger than I ever even thought when I quit my job that day. You know, um, what you're saying to me is so rich and deep because many people in, in my opinion, move too fast. They're running, right? I've got to run here and I've got to run there. And, and like you say, when we're scared, we, you know, cause we're talking about, you know, sustainability of ourselves. Like when you quit your job, you're like, am I going to be okay? Well, are they going to come get the house? What, you know, 
but when we when we sit in that when we take a breath and we just exhale and we go let me just let me just get quiet right let me get in there let me close my eyes let me just go in and let me be with number one how am i feeling what is going on with me and and what is the ultimate truth here you know what Absolutely. what do i need to get from this quiet space and it's I, absolutely absolutely you know and i had I had a child, I had a five-year-old at the time when I quit my job, I was pregnant. I was six months pregnant. And so in addition to all the fear, you know, there was the sense of responsibility that Rob and I had because we're like, we've built this world for our children to live in, you know, that they are very comfortable in life and they didn't take on this risk. They don't have this feeling right now (laughs) that we have that there's something more. And so we want to protect that and also protect what we know we're supposed to honor in ourselves that's emerging. And we had savings, but like you said, there's always the fear, like, are we gonna run out of our savings? Are we gonna burn through all of this? Are things gonna shift and fall into place at the time we need? Are we gonna rise to this occasion? And so it really was the whole balancing of all of that. Yeah, I think it brings everything there. It brings self-sustainability it brings the 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 fear of failure or many people say what if i what if this goes nowhere and i look foolish and i'm like so you look foolish okay so come up with another plan right you know everything you said i had i had all those thoughts (laughs) i think the voice of the chief negativity officer so like you're you're taking me back i'm like yep that went through my head that went through my head i feel i feared that i feared that I love that. The chief negativity officer. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, I have just named that voice because then I don't confuse it with my voice of intuition and the wisdom and the feeling. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's just my chief negativity officer doing what it does. And that means something it needs tending to. It needs to be told it's okay. Something needs to be healed. Like it's recognizing something, which is why it's going off right now. But I'm not supposed to believe what it's saying. I'm just supposed to help it work through my system and see what happens next. I love that. So uh, we're going to take a little station break. And this is Loretta Brown. My guest today is Sybil Chavez, and she's from Sounds True. We're talking about all things wonderful and good and leap of faith. And who knows what we'll talk about when we come back from the break. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today disability is not inability. A person's ability may be different, but still an ability. No matter one's race or age, no matter one's physical or mental condition, we all have limitless possibilities. For more than 100 years, Easter Seals has helped the one in four people with disabilities in America live, work, learn, and play. I'm Angela Williams, CEO of Easter Seals. Visit EasterSeals.com to help. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. 
Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Thank you for the sunshine, Benny. I love it. Thanks so much. Uh, welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show with my guest, Sybil Chavez and uh, from Sounds True. And I love saying from Sounds True. Because <laughs> it does Good. sound true, doesn't it? Me too. Me too. Me too. It's a great name for a business. It's really, yes. really great. So um, what is courage? <sighs> I mean, for me, I can speak from my perspective. Courage for me is knowing that it's okay if I feel one thing and I don't feel like taking that step, that I can find this power within me to do it. Like if something feels right for me at my core, at my soul, there is courage there that I can tap into. There's that strength, that power that's going to come from within and allow me to move forward, to take that next step, to do that hard inner work, to deal with stuff I was supposed to let go of. That to me is what courage has meant in my life. What advice would you give someone who was listening to the show and possibly just on that, you know, that toggle of like, do I stay or do I go, right? What, what would you say to them? I say first and foremost, like Loretta, you always say, I would say go within, you know, and take some time, take however much time you want but go within and there's, there is wisdom there and explore that. It could be an hour a day after you meditate and you just ask yourself hard questions. That's what I did for about two weeks. I would just meditate. And after my meditation, I would just go, I'd go on a long walk and I'd ask myself questions like, what am I supposed to do? What, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Just big questions. And I just sat with it. And I also knew on the other side of that, is the paralysis and the fear. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not gonna be here for 20 years trying to figure this out, Sybil. <laughs> but like, I'm gonna give you the space and time. And, you know, a couple weeks, three weeks is enough to really start getting some insight in terms of, okay, what is my best next step? Or the question I always ask myself, what is my highest and best response in right. this moment? You can answer that. I didn't have all of the steps. You may not have all of the steps, but you can answer that question. And I do think that it makes sense if you're thinking, okay, am I going to quit my job? Am I going to make some huge life change? To then think about some of the practical questions and answers as well. I thought about that. Like my finances, are they strong enough? My savings, do I maybe want to sit three more months before I actually do this? Again, I knew the answer wasn't going to change at the end about what I was going to do, but I was willing to also be thoughtful about, you know, how much risk do I want to take on? Because I knew I was going to be working through other fears and doubts <laughs> as well. And I'm like, I, I want to try to set the stage as much as I can. Again, we're not in control and you have to go when you get signs. And when I quit, I wasn't expecting to quit that quickly. Uh, because I, but I had to listen to the sign. And so that's why the first step I would say is always go within. 
I, I love what you said. Um, so many times, you know, we, we take a poll and we contact everyone we know and, and we say, what do you think about this? Should I do this? And, and our friends love us, but <laughs> <laughs> our guidance does come from inside. And I also love what you said about taking a little bit of time uh, and then go walk in nature. I think nature is the great healer. Nature mm -hmm. is constant and consistent and, you know, as, as weird as it sounds, lean against a tree or take a breath or something. And then, uh, you know, that beautiful question, what's the highest and best response right now, I think is something, something along the lines of what you said is mm -hmm. such a great question. And then just keep, uh, you know, give you, and then step away from it and then come back and step away and come back. And mm -hmm. people will discover that there's a theme, especially if you jot it down somewhere and you go back and you go, I keep saying the same thing. Right. No, jotting it down is key in journaling. You're so right, Loretta. Yeah. And then too, what I what would happen for me is then other people would say things that maybe I wasn't asking them a direct question about what I should do, but they would say something and within the seed of what they said was I'm like, oh, that's confirmation I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Or I'd see something and that's confirmation I'm doing the right thing. Or I'd read a book because I was reading spiritual books and there'd be text in there that's like, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll see as well that there'll be little signs as long as you're paying attention that will pop up, believe it or not, in your days, in your conversations, in what you're reading and what you're doing. I, I loved your sign on the wall so much because <laughs> I actually got a sign on the wall too, which is hysterical. You know, because I had all these signs, and I'm like, no, no. And then I walked in, there's this huge sign, and it, 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 I don't actually even remember what it said. I just remember going, oh, there's there's a sign right there, right? <laughs> You're like, okay, <laughs> but this I, is obvious. <laughs> yeah, but I encourage people to look for those signs because they will come. Mm -hmm. Now, you did several things, and then I want to get to the to uh, the part of our program about the inner MBA program, right? right? But you, you did the possibility of today and you did the mm -hmm. ripple agency and you mm -hmm. ended up at sounds true. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, fill us in and then take us straight into that inner MBA program. Cause it's real meaty and I want people yes. to know. Yes. Well, in many ways they're all linked. Cause I'm still, you know, part of my journey was, as I said, what's my highest and best response in this moment today. Hence was born the possibility of today. And so I started really thinking about that, journaling on it, reflecting on it. And that is when I created the possibility of today and that community of people who also felt the same way, going through those same challenges. And we were going through it and continue to go through them together. And that led me to being able to create this social good agency, which is Ripple, and then to find my way finally to what I consider my home and that is sounds true. And again, it was just one of those situations where step by step, moment by moment, day by day, you're led to where you belong. And for me, you know, I was driving in the car on an interview when I was looking at sounds true and sounds true is looking at me. <laughs> Are we going to take her? And uh, <clears throat> with Tammy Simon, the CEO and founder sounds true. And I'm just overwhelmed because I'm seeing how, you know, I was going to come into Sounds True at that time. Tammy told me I was going to be working with Eckhart Tolle, mostly spending most of my time there on the Eckhart Tolle business, 
also working with all of these other amazing authors, Jack Hornfield, Tara Brock. I mean, the list goes on and on. All these people I had read and learned from. And she's like, and I was, it was just all overwhelming because then I could see everything I had done in business and marketing. And even the law was going to help me be able to amplify their teachings and the reach. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> and I was explaining this to her and she's like, you're having a destiny moment. And I'm like, what's a destiny moment? And she's like, there's a moment in time where something comes up and like all of everything you've been preparing for, it all comes to like a head in one moment. And you have a decision, like, are you gonna go right or are you gonna go left? And for Tammy and I, I'm like, are we gonna do this thing together? Am I gonna come in and be a part of Sounds True? And she's like, you're having a destiny moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. This is why I feel so overwhelming for me. <laughs> and obviously that destiny moment led to so many awesome things because I joined Sounds True. They had me and we, like I've, I've been able to work really closely with Tammy Simon, who is at the foundation of this program, the Inner MBA. And it was her idea. She had this impulse on a long walk, Loretta, as you were saying, <laughs> that, you know, she wanted to really pass along all of the wisdom and everything that she had learned from working with the greatest wisdom teachers, the greatest conscious business leaders, the greatest neuroscientists. And how do you actually embody that in your job, in your career, in a business, right? This isn't something you learn in a traditional business school, but she knew that the 36 years plus of Sounds True was created because of the ability for, for Tammy and the employees and the team and the family at Sounds True to really lean into like the inner side of business and complementing that with the outer side. So not just about what we're doing every day, what we're creating, what we're bringing into the world, the programs we're launching, but also what's happening with, within us from an inner standpoint. How are we living what we're selling? <laughs> How are we practicing that in meetings and in emails and like showing up for each other? And it created the situation where she's like, we should put this in a program and we'll bring all the best conscious business leaders, the top CEOs, who are living this, like Eileen Fisher, like Rose Macario from Patagonia. We'll bring like Dan Goleman, the best authors who are in emotional intelligence. We'll complement that with all these trainers from Harvard and from Columbia and all these business schools that have really figured out this inner mastery. And we'll put this in a program and we'll teach it. We'll share it with the world. And then we were like, what are we going to call it? And that was like, we're like, go Tammy, go on another walk. <laughs> <laughs> and so she went on another walk. I mean, and the, the name took forever because we just really wanted to honor the experience that we were going to be cultivating within this program that we knew was going to be so powerful. And we changed, we changed, we changed. And I'll never forget one day, Tammy called me. She's like, I got it. I got it. And she's like, inner MBA. And I'm like, oh. That's yeah. it. That's it. So Sounds True has created the inner MBA. We were aligned with the universe and also in all honesty, I think at the right moment in time to yes. really shepherd what 
the universe wanted to bring into the world in terms of new leadership. You know, we are at this time that we say is like conscious business is rising. And then that means though, that there are new capacities and skills and things that we have to do differently and learn from people who have been practicing it and doing it and understand, okay, this is how I actually integrate this practically at work, in my emails, in my meetings, in my conversations. This is how I build deep, deep relationships. This is how I sit in the moment, maybe if I'm an entrepreneur and go for what I want because I can now build this capacity you know, goodness, I wouldn't have given anything for this program when I quit my job and was trying to find my way into my new whatever was going to unfold to know that, okay, this is a practical way I can go about it because there's so much uncertainty that I need to make my way through. And that's the inner MBA. I, I just love that so much. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a strong empath and a Woo woo girl, and I can feel this the richness of this program and also the timeliness of it. Mm-hmm. It's very timely, like I like we were talking about. So many people right now are trying to find their way, and uh, I'm sort of of the mind that perhaps they just need to do what they're doing in a different way, and maybe this inner M- MBA will bring to them that richness that they're looking for that can not only change their job or their offering or their business, right, but the way they show up in the world. So uh, this is a nine-month program. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. And I mean, to that point, you know, what we've seen with this class, because we have our, our inaugural class of students that will be graduating actually in just a couple of days. Uh, okay. And we, it's been a combination of people from corporate America, you know, that are potentially trying to find their way through corporate America or find their way out of corporate America. <laughs> uh, but like from Google and LinkedIn and Verizon, just really traditional corporations. But then that's complemented by a lot of entrepreneurs, like social entrepreneurs in the social good space, the social enterprise and social innovation space, uh, healers, life coaches, you know, people who are just I want to figure it out. I want to write a book. I want to figure out how to do this conscious business. That's actually the beauty of the diversity of the class and the network. And so what I've been able to see with the students over this time is just the strong bonds that have formed from going through this nine-month experience together. And we created the infrastructure, obviously, and the curriculum is spectacular and the training. And, you know, we really just through everything we could into the experience of the program. And then all we created the infrastructure so people could connect. And so like those small group connections where folks are going off on their own and connecting with people that they wouldn't have met, but for being in the inner MBA, there's a large international class. That is also just something that has meant so much to me to be able to see what we have been able to create because they're going to be able to take these these teachings, the things they've learned, the relationships they've built, and then go and go in the world and like make new things and live their purpose and spread conscious business. Like, so creating the infrastructure for all that to happen in this program has been, you know, and I'm just one on the team of many, many people at Sound Steward behind this, but we have just felt so honored to be able to be of service to this program in our MBA. So this program is virtual. 
It is an online program and it kicks off with an immersion program, an event in the beginning, and then another event at the end, graduation. And then throughout the time, the nine months, students come online together for the teachings from the students and the faculty and the CEOs who are answering questions. And they also go into small groups if they elect to, many do to go through the program and the curriculum together so that they're learning, staying on track, holding each other accountable. And that's the that encompasses though the entire nine months of the program. And it's also my understanding that um, you know you can listen to this as, as you have time. And what is what is a uh, time commitment? You know, because people are busy, right? Busy. We're all busy. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yes, especially all of our you know folks who are like deep, deep in corporate America. They're like, uh, how long is this going to take? But uh, you really the curriculum is everything, there are live sessions, but you can replay them. A lot of the curriculum is recorded. It's about one to two hours a week. It's very achievable. Uh, and again, you could go as much as you want. If, you know, if you're like, hey, I want to do deep dive. Quite honestly, when I quit my job, I'd have been like, I'm deep diving this. Like, give me eight hours a day. There's plenty of content there, but you can really get the substance and the experience of the program in just about one to two hours a week. Good. That's a really good thing to know. Um, the, the people going through this uh, are learning all kinds of things, right? Obviously, well, when they're done with this, they get a certificate or something. How, how right. is that going to yes. benefit them? Yeah. Right, absolutely. Because we've been seeing little um, on resumes now, people are like, inner MBA graduate. And super great because we've been able to partner with LinkedIn, Wisdom 2.0, and Mindful NYU. And so at the end of the program, you'll get a certificate of completion um, that you've completed the inner MBA. And that is something that you can include on your resume and share with people. And we're seeing that as more and more graduates are coming out of the inner MBA, people are onboarding it in their corporations that it's beginning to be even more and more recognized. Oh, like, oh, you went through that inner MBA program. So this program is really for anybody and everybody and your graduates are all different come from all different walks of life mm -hmm. i would and say anyone who like feels like you have a gift or talent or purpose to bring into the world you enjoy conscious business you really want to take some time to think about okay how do i bring my life and my i bring my ideas to life differently or in a way where i'm sitting and using my intuition I'm really aligning with how I can serve. I'm aligning with like-minded people who are also on this mission. That would be what I would say those people would really, really benefit from this program. I, I love this, con uh, this term conscious business, mm -hmm. conscious business. Can you talk about that just, just a little bit? Yes. I mean, I think as you were saying, Loretta, you know, there's just been this transformation. We're at this different moment in time and I believe that, and I'm not the only one, this isn't my theory, <laughs> but that we're also at a point where business and the way we go about it needs to elevate and transform too. And we've seen a breakdown of so many systems in the old way. And so now we need this new way to emerge. And that is where we're more thoughtful and conscious about the way we go about business. We're thinking about all of the different bottom lines. We're thinking about the footprint that we have on the environment. We're thinking about conscious leadership. 
and how we grow within an organization while we're working. Just many, many more dimensions to business than what we first would have believed when we kind of started off this whole business route, you know, many, many years ago. You know, I really believe this is the uh, way that businesses have to go. I don't think it's a option um, because we are in that time, like I said, the age of Aquarius is about the understanding of the unique value of each individual in community, mm-hmm. right? So we each bring our gifts or our abilities to the community and and that lifts everybody up, you know? Absolutely. And, th- and there's a, a sense of purpose in this too, which I think ties into your whole life story. And then you here with the inner MBA, it sounds true, it's just like, yeah, total destiny. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> You're my sign for today, Loretta. You're my sign. Thank you. Like, Thank you. It fits together so very, very well. Um, so where can people find out more about this? And- they can visit innermbasoundstrue.com and you'll find out all the information you need there about the program, all the details, the specifics, and you can also go by soundstrue.com and find it there as well. Yeah, it's easy to find. Mm -hmm. And also you still have, you know, the possibility of today up for you personally. I do. And the Ripple Agency, those are still going. Yes, and the Possibilitarians at Possibility Today will be, many of which will be in the InterMBA program with us, but yes, all of that. And that's the beauty, I think, of Conscious Business Rising is, we get to serve our purpose in the ways that feel right for us. And sometimes for those of us who are, like I categorize myself as social business entrepreneur, we like you know multiple ways to express that for that purpose, for my purpose to really come to life fully. So what are the qualities of a leader and how does this inner MBA give that, teach that to its students? You know, I think there's many qualities of the leader. The one that I have found that I feel is the most important is what we've been talking about right here. And that is the ability to really tune in to yourself, to your intuition, to the wisdom and power and love that's always flowing through you. And if you do that, to me, you're a dynamic leader because you're gonna have the conversations that you need to. You're going to come up with the ideas that you're supposed to. You're going to have the confidence and faith that you need to lead lead a team that, oh, yes, we are going to hit this goal. Things are going to fall into place. And so, again, it all falls to this capacity of, you know, really understanding this is who I am. This is why I'm here. This is my purpose. And that all comes from right in here. Yeah, from that alignment. I have been saying a lot to my clients, you know, where do you want to be one year from today? Because if you don't, if you don't do anything different, you're going to be right where you're at one year from today and even maybe worse, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I really recommend people just take a look at that inner MBA, take a look at what Sounds True offers, uh, take a look at what Sybil Chavez is offering. And w- what are your last word? We're down to like 30 seconds. I think just tune in, tune in, go within, trust your inner guidance, get closer and closer to it. Use it every moment of the day, sit in it, rest. That's what it's about. 